Hey everyone, and welcome back to Mother Hustler Podcast. Today I have a special guest. Um, he's special because without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now in personal development, along with my mom. My mom opened the door for personal development, but this person just opened it wide open. So nonetheless, I want to introduce Greg. Yo, uh, thank you so much uh, for having me here. And it's just crazy. We, we used to work together. And then where we are today, we would have never guessed that this would have ever have blossomed the way it had. Never. <laughs> never. It's crazy. So tell, um, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is Greg. I grew up in uh, East L.A., and I came from a household that had domestic violence. My dad had went to prison four times. His mom didn't graduate from high school. Uh, favorite uncle used to literally snore cocaine in my living room growing up. And uh, just grew, grew up with a really low self-esteem. Didn't really know, didn't really have like really positive role models in my life, even though there was love in the family, but there wasn't really like super positive influences for me. And uh, going into... Going into college, I had started forming like addictions. Like, so I started smoking weed. I started, I was addicted to TV and I would watch this TV, this anime called One Piece. So I had like 750 episodes and I, I, I caught up. I watched all of them. <laughs> okay. But it's still going on. It's been a show for going for like 20 years, but I would binge watch. It'll be days I've watched like 20 episodes is insane. And I remember I, you know, I hit a, I hit a really all-time low. I, I was going through a breakup with a girl that was cheating on me. I knew she was cheating on me, but I felt like I can fix her. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I felt really dumb because all my friends are going to universities while I was going to community college. And, uh, you know, I, I just felt very lonely because I moved away from all of my friends. And when I hit this all-time low, I, you know, part of this identity that I shaped or that I showed the outside world was I always showed that I was this happy guy. I was always very comedic. I won prom king and in, in, in high school, I was a uh, class clown and I was always this outgoing person, but I had this happy mask on and I was afraid to go talk to my sister and tell her that I am depressed, but I needed to go to somebody and I was afraid because I didn't know how she was going to react. And when I told her, she reacted with so much empathy and uh, one thing that's really awesome is my brother-in-law used to have to take me to school and he would play these motivational tapes with this like man who had this raspy voice and talk about living a better life. And, and if you're driving, pull over and do the exercise. <laughs> and at the time we'd listen to it and I was never ready for the information. But uh, for those that don't know that, that man goes by the name of Tony Robbins. And I had watched, I, 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 I was like, I'm going to ask him for those motivational tapes. And I remember him walking in the door and he just got off of work. And I was, I was going to ask him, I know one time I was depressed, but I was afraid to ask him. And I asked him for the tapes and he was very happy to give them to me. And I remember I drove home with great desperation that night to make a change in my life. It was like nine 30 at night or something like that. When I got home and I listened to that first audio tape and, and no joke without within three days, I felt better than I ever had before in my entire life. Because in that moment, I felt that I have the power to change my life. If I don't like how I'm living, I can take actions to change that. Like my life isn't predetermined to just be whatever or average, or it's not like some people have confidence and some people that don't, or some people have 
opportunities and other people don't. It's like those people create those opportunities. Those people create that confidence. They build that stuff. And it was so liberating because I felt like, wait, I don't have to live this life that I thought I would ha I had to live. And I've just been obsessed, you know, the past six years, just been reading books, uh, just going to personal development events, networking, building amazing communities. And, you know, I, I really feel like at my young age of 25, I honestly feel like I've already lived a lifetime already. And it's been incredible from what I've been able to overcome. And I'm just really grateful for the people's lives that I've been able to impact and, and we're all growing together. And it, it really is just one of the most beautiful things that has come out of this, you know, turning my pain into, into strength. So that's a little bit about me. No, and I'm, I'm actually, I've always told you this. Um, I've seen the difference in you since when we used to work, you used to be really shy, really timid. Um, and I'm so proud of what you've, you've created. You've created, a, I could say a group of just hustlers. That's where I got, I mean, this is where I got my podcast name. I was one day just sitting down thinking about it. And I, even, I think I even put a poll on IG and Mother Hustler won. It was, I think, between Mother Hustler, um, Vida de Madre. It was like three other names and this one won. So when I, when I did it, I was like, it only makes sense because I'm part of the Morning Hustlers. So do you want to know, do you want to let people know what Morning Hustlers is? Absolutely. So Morning Hustlers, it's a, it's a community of just really ambitious people from literally all over the world. We get together every single day on a Zoom call. We don't take any kind of days off. And I lead a meeting where we just talk about personal development, any like we talk about personal development. There's some business stuff in there because I'm, I'm big on business and, and learning, but I always try to make a try to create a message that can really help usher people into the day and for people to live the best life they possibly can. And the big thing here is, you know, you're, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So the more you can have conversations with smart people, the more you can be around people who think more about the future than they do about their past and people who have you think about your future. And not only that, but people who support you where you say something pretty outlandish, where you say something like, listen, I want to have a business that's bringing in a million millions of dollars a year. And the people that you sell, you say that to are like, Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Awesome. That like that's amazing. Well, how what are the steps? Who are you who are you talking to? Who who just how are you making that happen? Cuz you can say that and you know, not do anything. But the thing is like the group holds you accountable. So, it's really an accountability group. It's a group where you can go and and share your deepest ambitions and feel accepted and supported in this amazing community. And, you know, one of the things that I want, I would like to say about that call is that not only does it, do you, you know, set the tone for the day, but, you know, the people on that call also congratulate you for doing things that other people were like, what, you need someone to congratulate you on that? Why? Like, they don't, I don't understand how they don't understand how they don't get it, you know? Yeah. Um, and me being a mom of threes, being at home, working full time, uh, going to school and having all these things on on my plate it's nice and it feels like i'm doing something good when i hear that from you guys because you guys are out there hustling as well 24 7 you guys always crash your goals um, from taking cold showers from maybe it'd be a fitness goal maybe it'd be a school goal or like you said business goal so just the fact that i get to hear that at least from those people it's like it blows my mind all the damn time all the damn time 
Yeah, you know, and it, it is really incredible what you do because even myself with not having any kind of kids, it's, it's challenging for me and, and to see you waking up early, getting in the gym, you're in, you're in the gym on the calls and you have, you're taking a master's degree, you're in your master's degree, you, you're working, you have three kids. I'm thinking Rosa is like a, a superhuman. Remember in that Elon Musk and Joe Rogan interview where Joe Rogan's like, hey, what do you do with your time? And yeah. Elon's just like, what do you mean? I don't yeah. know. And like, that's what I feel about you. Like, I, I, it's like, like, how do you do the kind of things that you do? And it's incredible that, that, that should absolutely be celebrated. Thank you. Um, and I think I got it from my mom because me and you have similar backgrounds. You know, I grew up with a home of domestic violence as well. Uh, my mom was a single parent. She still is a single parent of three and just watching her, how she was, she would hustle for us and, you know, provide for us. I think that was installed in me a long time ago. Um, and then I would always take care of, you know, my little brother and my little sister. So I think I grew up a little bit sooner than I was supposed to grow up, but now, you know, coming into personal development, I look back and I'm like, I shouldn't even be ashamed of that. I should actually be grateful that I did what I did, or I went through what I went through. Cause it's made me the person that I am now. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like you would not be who you are unless you went through what you went through. And here's the thing. It's like events are events. They are what they are. And I hope people can understand what I, when I, what I mean when I say that is there's an event that happens in our life. And what determines whether that event is good or bad is us. It's not the event that's good or bad. It's our perception of whether that event was good or bad. And it's important because this look at I grew up in a household that had domestic violence. My dad is a crip, like present tense. He went to prison four times. And you know, I, I saw some really horrifying things growing up. And I've gone through a lot myself. And it's been a challenging time. And, and I'll tell you what, on, on Father's Day in 2020, I called my dad and I said, you know, dad, I just want to thank you so much for everything you've done for me. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, all those, all those scary episodes, all of what you, you know, you, you've done for, with the family or put the family through, like, I'm grateful for that. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, look, if I had grown up in a household where everything was easy and everything was just like, you know, day by day, just nothing much changing, no, not much fluctuations, like I wouldn't be who I am today because because I had to go through that massive amount of discomfort, guess what? My threshold for discomfort is now extremely high. Now, whenever I find myself in difficult situations, I can navigate that territory a lot more smoothly, a lot easier. And if you want to achieve a lot or you want to, whether you're moving up, you want to get a, you know, a higher position or you're negotiating for something, a raise, or, you're, you're ta- or you, have to have a, you have to have a difficult conversation with a family member, you're going to have to navigate your way through discomfort. The only way you're going to avoid this, like if you want to avoid discomfort, just do nothing. You know, like that, that's it. Like you're going to, it's going to, the way that I heard it from Ray, billionaire Ray Dalio was like, we're on this river going through life and there's going to be opportunities. We're going to run into them always. Like you can't avoid them. They're, they're unavoidable. So why not train yourself to get, to learn how to navigate yourself through that discomfort. So anyway, point is like the kind of things that I've gone through and the things that I'm doing right now, a lot of people would give up because it's so uncomfortable. It's really challenging to 
grow and create a business. And it's so dang challenging that I know that if I had grown up in an easy household, I would have given up. And I am absolutely grateful for all the pain that I've gone through in my life because this made me a better person. I'm able to empathize better with other people. And I can better communicate to people who are going through challenging times as well, because I've been there many, many times myself. Yeah, and I think it's important, you know, um, when I read the book of David Goggins, he, you know, he had similar upbringings like us, but it didn't, it didn't ring a bell until I watched Tony Robbins's um, documentary on Netflix, I Am a Guru, where he asked you know, I think it was a girl about her dad, you know, you better thank him for everything that he did wrong, you know, and me growing up without a dad, I was like, nah, I can't thank him. You know, he was never in my life. What the hell am I going to thank him for? But then again, I, I now being into personal development and, and being in stages that are uncomfortable and stuff like that, I have, I have thanked them, you know, even though he's not in my life right now, I, I have thanked them and, you know, at least thank him for for making me, for, you know, bringing me into this life. But I think it's very important to be uncomfortable all the time, because like you said, that's the only way you grow. And even me with my family, some of my family members to tell me like, how can you do that? Like, how, what, how do you do it? Like, it, isn't it like hard? And I'm like, yeah, it's hard every day. It, it's a struggle every day, but I have to fight back somehow. If not, I'm not going to get where I want to get where I want to be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's everything. And one thing that I think is very important is to go out of your way to to be uncomfortable because, I mean, look, you don't want to end up in a situation where things hit the fan and things are like chaotic and, and then you fold. Now, a big delusion that I had, and I'm sure some, you know, a lot of other people have this as well, is where we think, well, when that time comes, I'll be all right. Oh, no, I'll, I can handle it. But that's your ego speaking. If you're not doing anything to prepare right now, when you get in that situation, you're going to fold. Like you're just going to be wiped out and you're, you're not going to know what hit you because the whole time you were just being comfortable and you don't know how to deal with discomfort. And now all these emotions are over you and you, you're just like, you're kind of paralyzed. And now you're looking to somebody else to help you out. Or not like, like to, to lead you through this. Like you do, like I personally, I would rather be the person who leads my family. I'd want to be the rock where my family's like, what the heck's going on? We need some help or, or my friends. And then I'm like, Hey, look, look, I got this. It's all right. Just stay calm. And I can be a calming voice and they can trust me because I am in the situation as well. And I'm able to navigate my way through that. So yeah, it's extremely important that you actively search out ways to be uncomfortable because it's going to help you out. Eventually there's going to be something that is going to go wrong and it's going to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to learn how to think clearly in that moment. And if you don't take that time to try to navigate your way through that discomfort now, when you get there, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. And it's like you said, you have to not say you're going to be prepared for it one day because it, it something can happen out of nowhere and you're not going to be prepared but it's also how I tell my family like you have to think positive you can't always just focus on the negative you know Tony Robbins says this all the time negatives there's a, there's a shitload of negatives that you could focus on but if you could train your mind to be positive all the time and you could train your mind to think positive thoughts be grateful 
a lot of things is going to every most of the things going to change in your life. And that's what's happened to me. Um, when I took his UPW event, it was me, my mom and my aunt. We did that. Um, the Dickens process here in my living room. Oh, my God. I turned around because at some point I was just zoned into, you know, my thing. But then I turned around. I hear my aunt crying, my mom yelling. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And after that event, like I felt like someone else, like someone else knew, like, like I was ready to take on the world. And everybody else, like in our family was looking at us like, what the fuck's wrong with these people? Like, like, <laughs> like what happened? Like, that's not them. You guys need to go back to being yourselves. And it's it's just a process that I cannot, I can't explain it, how to, how, how it makes you feel after the Dickens process, like having so much, you know, weight off your shoulders and just kind of like starting brand new, but even like better because now you're hundred percent, like certain of what you want to do, what you're going to accomplish. If anybody gets in your way, nobody's going to stop you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Do you remember when, because you, we, we were working together when I, before you knew me before I went to the Tony Robbins event and you saw yes. me after, like, what, what was that like when you saw like, like after I went, like, and when you I came were, back, you were different before you were really timid. Like you didn't really talk. You were like around here and there. But then after like a while, I saw you coming in like dressed in nice and tucks. Like you were more like, I don't know. You, you were like a more different you had a different vibe like you weren't scared of what people were going to tell you uh you hold it you held your own ground even when you told us you know that you were you weren't going to work with us no more we were like what the hell what happened <laughs> like out of nowhere you told us you know you, were, you weren't going to be able to work with us anymore yeah. and we were like what he was barely like getting you know all these you know confidence and stuff like that but we we're like oh it's okay you know it, it happens but you were just a totally different person and is that why yeah, well, that that was a, that was a big one. That was a big reason. Um, just like the Tony Robbins event. Tony Robbins is like that event was so insane. And then, um, yeah. And you went personally, right? Oh yeah, I went with my brother-in-law and a few people from his company. See, I could imagine being there personally, like. Oh God. I did it virtually. <laughs> I think it was the Yo. first UPW that was held virtually. So yeah. I could just imagine like the freaking power in the room, like after the Dickens process. Cause it's funny that day they were all saying, Oh, today's um, the day that you're going to change or today is going to be, they just kept saying like, it's going to be a big day. And I was like, what are they talking about? And then after we did that, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yo like in person it's so crazy and what one thing that's cool when because because you've gone to an event now so that means you can work his events for free now and which is really awesome you get to meet some incredible people and they want to meet you and it's it's really awesome but the cool thing is like you have different just different um well, like departments, I guess, of the event, like, right. So people have to do different things and not everybody's in the room, right? Not everybody's in the room, but during the Dickens process, they call all the, I call all the staff in like, Hey, we're doing the Dickens process. Like everybody come in and the whole staff gets to go through it as well during that time. And in, in, in they're, they're in the room. So, oh man, it's just the, the, the com community is so important. Like to have people around you, I, I can't stress the importance of that. Like there, I used to, when I used to smoke weed and watch anime, I, I hung out with another person who smoked weed and watched anime. And today 
I wake up at 4 a.m. I've been taking three-minute cold showers for 11 months straight. I meditate every single day. I've been waking up at 4 a.m. for the last 15 months. And the only way I've been able to do this is because of the people that I'm around. If I try to do this by myself, which I've tried to do, there's no way I'd be able to do any of this. Yeah, there's no way I would be where I'm at today if um, if the Morning Hustlers wasn't created because, you know, pre-pandemic, I was at the gym like at 4.30 and or 3.30 to 4.30, I believe. And then, you know, we, I would do the call at five. And sometimes I'd be on the call in the gym with you. But then the pandemic hit and the gym's closed. And I was like, I can't stay here. Like with, you know, I have to do something. So that's, and then I still had to do boxing. I was still doing boxing. I did boxing for almost close to a year. I recently stopped, but I still do it at home. But without having that habit, like, you know, you have to get up, you have to go to the gym, you have to do this, you have to do that. If, if without having you guys or, or the morning hustlers, I think my habit, that habit would have never been created. I would have been like, I'm not waking up at four. What the hell? What for? Or I'm not waking up at five. Like I have no, no purpose to wake up at five, you know, cause that's what people think. One of my um, cousins, she's like, how do you wake up so early? I'm like, I just get up. Like it just make it a habit. She's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Like that's too much work. And they'll start complaining. And I'm just like, you're going to, you're only going to want it as bad as you want it. Like, it's not just going to come one day to you and be like, here, you know, wake up at five and see how you feel. Like you really have to want it and crave it. And now that, um, you know, the pandemic hit and I had to adjust my schedule a little bit, I still, no matter what, I still try to be consistent on the call at five. And then I still try to be consistent at the gym. I started this new thing now, this new year, uh, working out twice a day because I feel like it's, it's very important. And I also get to get take my kids outside because right now they're all here. So I'm like, I'd rather just, you know, spend as much time with, with them and include that into my uh, routine or my habit because without it, like they're going to be in here, not doing anything, not getting any sun. You're, you're a champion for that. And, and another thing here is you wake up early because yeah, like that's what you expect to do. And not only that, but we expect you to do that. We think, yeah, Rosa is like, that's what she does. And that's like the, that's like the kind of like the, I guess you can say like identity in this, in a sort because of, identity is the most powerful force in, in human nature. That's what, you know, Tony Robbins says that all the time. So now it's like, oh, I am the person who wakes up early and I go do what I have to do. And that, I think that's really incredible what you, what you do with your kids as well. Cause you know, it's, it's so easy to get into the rut of things, not to say the rut into routine. And it's hard to break that routine, but you're always moving and, and, and changing directions. And that's what life is. Like I, as I've changed directions so many times. As a matter of fact, I was recently telling my business partner, uh, shout out to Yasmina. I was, I was telling her like, it's crazy because each and every single day, it seems like there's some kind of new information that puts me on a, on a different path. Like there's a new decision that gets made every day. And it's really incredible. Cause it's like, Oh, like this one decision led to that. And it's, it's really crazy. But anyway, the point is things are always changing. And when you can put that into a kid's mind, like, Things are going to, these are, are going to change and it's okay to change. And you have to navigate your way through that change and, and be comfortable with it. Because if you stay the same, like you're not going to live a happy and fulfilled life. Like people think that being uncomfortable is, is terrible. How about living unfulfilled? Like how about getting to the end of your life and realizing that you didn't really do much about it here? I, I want to share this quote with you that I, I wrote down the other day. And it was said by a man named uh, Dan Sullivan. And it was such a powerful, no, no, no. 
it wasn't it wasn't Dan Sullivan. I think it was Dan Sullivan. It was from the book Who Not How. And it said, you pile up enough tomorrows and you'll find you're left with nothing but a lot of empty yesterdays. That's, that's powerful. That's very powerful. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like I recently um, talk, well, before I, I say what I did, talk about your present from your business partner, the um, life calendar. Talk about that. What do people think when you got the life calendar? <laughs> so I have this, I have this calendar that, that um, horizontally it has the number of weeks in a year, 52. And then vertical, it shows the number of years. So I fill in how much of my life that I've lived. And it's like every single week I'm like, all right, well, boom, boom. I got this week done and I am now this much closer to death. And I see my life, like, wow, here, if I lived 90 years, this is how much life that I have. And I look at it and I look at the representation and I see, wow, I have lived all of that, all those squares that all those weeks I've lived those weeks. And to think I've lived, I have a big chunk that I've lived and I still have a lot to go, but it's like, whoa, like that is my life. And I had, I had someone say, why do you do that? Like, that's so stressful. <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, it's, it can be, if you're not living how you want to live, it can certainly be stressful. If you're counting down the days and, and you're procrastinating and you're not following through what you say you're going to do. Yeah. It's stressful. Cause you're like, I'm getting closer and I'm not living my full potential. But when every single day you get up and you, you get to do what you like to do and you get to have the conversations that you want to have and you get to have an impact and, and no matter how you feel, you move forward. And when, like, to, to be able to, like, here, here's one favorite quote from one of my favorite Stoic philosophers, Seneca. He said, live every day as if it's a single life. And like, if you really, it's another way of, like, uh, you know, live every day like it's your last. And that's so true. Like, if, if today, legit right now, today was your last day here on earth, do the people that you love do they know that you love them do the people that you want to forgive did you have you forgiven them have the people that maybe like you haven't talked to in a while they've been procrastinating on like did you reach out to those people so it's good to tie those things up and you don't have to have those thoughts like listen my my family knows how much i love them my friends know how much i love them and i've forgiven the people that i sh I, I want to forgive and I have that off my back. And if I die today, you know what? I've lived a full, I've lived a fulfilling life. Like I, I feel grateful about that, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Cause not everybody gets behind that, that calendar. Yeah, no, I, I think I showed it to, uh, I don't know which, which kid I showed it to one of my kids <laughs> and they were like, why, why are you doing that? It doesn't make sense. And I was just like, it makes perfect sense to me. And I wish I would have known about it sooner. <laughs> Because it does put everything in perspective. Like, like it does. And you are, you and like most of the people in Morning Hustlers are really young. I'm not that young, but you guys are really young. And I'm just like, dang, if I would have known about certain things when I was younger, like I could just imagine where I would be. Like, I, I think even though I don't, I wouldn't want to change my life right now. I think it would just be that much extraordinary. Yeah. And you know, time is the one thing that you can't replenish. Like you can replenish your money. You can, you can get more, another car, you can get whatever it is, right? You can replenish it. Like this, 
very there's not there's number one you can't you can't replenish relationships right with people that you love like uh you, you don't get you can't like if you lose your mom you can't say i'm gonna get another mom you, you can't do that right like time is all you have time and the people that you have is all you have and it's very important that you don't take that lightly like i started my personal development journey when i was 19 and the other day i was <laughs> I kind of went down this trip of regret, like, wow, I wish I started in high school. I wish I was reading books in high school. I was thinking about how I was playing video games my entire time in high school. And I'm just like, wow, I spent so much time. Like, imagine where I'd be if I started then. Like, <laughs> and it's not that much. Like, I still started early. But the thing is, it's like, there's nothing that I can do to go back. There's absolutely nothing I can do. Once the time is gone, boom gone forever and you don't get a second chance at this and there's one thing that's for certain we're all gonna die every single one of us and my biggest one thing that scares me tremendously is being 80 or 90 years old and here i am i'm in a hospital bed and i'm on my last days and just and i have time to reflect on my life and one thing that just terrifies me is to think man you you didn't, you didn't take the actions you wanted to take. You didn't live the life you wanted to live. You didn't even try. You were too afraid. That is terrifying. So I'm always thinking, what, what can I do today that's going to make sure that I set myself up for the future? And a lot of things that I do today are very uncomfortable. It's never convenient. It's never like gung-ho happy. Most of my days that I work, I'm not motivated. But I'm always thinking about this compelling future. Like, what is it that I want? And that's what keeps me moving forward, even when I feel like sad or depressed or, or, or unmotivated or frustrated. You got to have that compelling future. And, you know, it's funny that you say um, that, you know, you, you stress this a lot on, on the calls lately that you work without motivation. And a lot of people will look at you and be like, how do you do that? Because they've asked me, like, how do you do what you do? Like, I can't believe you go to the gym or I can't believe you do this. Um, how do you stay motivated? And I'm just like, I don't. One of my phrases that I like and that I've been using a lot is just do it. Just do it because if you don't do it now, or if you if you say, "Oh, I'm gonna do it later," later ain't never gonna come. You know, I I've been on my my weight loss journey now for a year, and before I even started, I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna do it later." Oh, I don't feel like doing it today. Like I would just put everything in the back burner and never get to it. So now the the phrase that I've used a lot is just do it. Like if people tell me like, "Oh, what do you think I should do about this?" I'm gonna just do it. Don't think about it twice. Don't sit there and dwell on it because at the end of the day, you're gonna do it or not. And if you're not gonna do it, you're just gonna keep thinking about it and thinking about it. And it, there's just gonna be this buildup of you wanting to do it, but you actually not executing, like you say. That's a scary thing too. Like, yeah, when I, you know one thing. So here, here's like a little bit about my my partnership with with my business partner here is like whenever I hear something, I'm like, all right, I'm just doing that right now. I'm just going to go. Boom. Just run. Okay. I hear that thing. Let me do that right now. And Tony Robbins talked about that in his personal power two tapes. The ones that changed my life is he called it speed of implementation. Whenever you learn something or you want to do something, just, just go do that right immediately. Like that same day, it might not be, you may not be in the position to do that right then and there, but that day you got to do something. You got to do it. And one thing that I, how I relate this with my business partner is I am like 
this blind man who's running like at a hundred miles an hour. And my business partner is like, like she like tells me where to go. She like directs this blind man. Like she's like the brains and I'm like the action. Just like, just let's just go. And there's not much thinking that's involved in, in my, I, I think that's something that I got to work on is like strategizing a little bit more and, and taking time to be like, wait, like, should I do that? Cause, cause uh, I've spent so much, so many days. I remember when I was uh, a few years ago, I don't even remember what age I was, but I never forget when I was in those days where I was smoking weed every day, I would smoke weed before class. I'd smoke weed after class and I smoked weed before bed. I smoked weed three times a day. I actually never went to work high. And that's something that's one thing I was way too afraid. I was way too afraid. No I was way. about to say, wait, what? <laughs> I never went to work high, but I did smoke weed on, like on the, my days off. And I remember I was sitting on my bed and I remember I just, I, I was sitting on my bed. My blinds were open or my curtain was open and my window was open. And I remember I blowed out my smoke and I remember sitting at the edge of my bed. And I just remember just thinking like, when am I going to get to the point? where I can actually take action. I'm, I'm looking at people like David Goggins who turned it around. I'm looking at someone like Grant Cardone who, who turned it around. I think at that time it was probably most, most likely Grant Cardone because I didn't know who David Goggins was at the time. But like Grant Cardone, like how did he, like I still have time to, to change things around and start taking that action. But yeah, whenever you have this thought like, hey, should I do this? Should I do, do them both? Do them, just go try them. Like, who, I don't know, just do it. Because yeah, if you spend too much time thinking about it, like the thing is like fear gets bigger with more time that passes by. The more time you give to fear, the bigger it becomes because you start thinking of all these things that can go wrong. You start projecting all these crazy things. This might happen. What happens if this happens? And then you start thinking, you have to, then you start thinking 20, 30 steps down the line, like, oh, then this can happen. Then this, and then I don't know, like, how, how would I, how would I handle that thing when that happens? It's like, no, that probably isn't even going to happen. Just do it. Figure out what happens. Feel good about yourself for taking action and, and just keep going. But it all starts with small, 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 small little actions. And you know, sometimes I scare myself with that because I'm really fearless and I'm really I'm like a rebel at heart. So if someone tells me to do something, even if like go run a mile, okay, I'll be back or something, you know, like now that, now that I'm in my fitness journey, I could say that. But if someone tells me something like that, I'm really wild like that. Like I'll just get up and do it. I've yeah. told you my story about when I got my car, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay it. But I'm just going to fucking go get the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I did it. And a lot of people were looking at me like, you're fucking crazy. Like, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to do that? I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure, out, I'll figure it out later. You know, yeah. I, I'm just going to freaking do it because if I don't do it, it's always going to be like stuck in my head. And I'm and I'm really, 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 really relentless with that. And now that I've finished reading the book Relentless, it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think people understand that. Like, I'm right here. Like, oh, like, I don't know if you've seen my IG. I'm like, relentless. I'm like, yes. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I could do this. And my mom the other day was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And <laughs> she's like, you have ADHD. I'm like, no, mom, you don't understand. Oh, man. That is so hilarious. I'm like, you need to read this damn book. <laughs> that book is amazing. You know, I finished it and I'm like, like the way he structured it and everything like that. And, you know, did you ever get on the call with him? The t the one that he did, Tim Grover? I, I took a program of his. I did like, a, I think it was like a five week course or something like that. It was. Did you do the his... down and dirty? Is it down and dirty? Yeah. Yeah. I did the down and dirty. How was that? 
Oh, it's it's amazing. So it's really cool because you're in the <laughs> you're in the room with Tim, right? And then uh-huh. he he speaks very slow, and he like he takes like a five second pause between, but like everything he says is like boom hits home. Long pause, boom it hits home. Like just dropping bombs, and yeah, it, it it's it's amazing. I would have actually done his uh his program right now that he's running, uh, which is at the time of this recording, it's called Down and Dirty Freedom. Uh, for those who don't know who Tim Grover is, by the way, Tim Grover it was a was a coach for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Worked with Michael Jordan for 15 years. Worked with Kobe for I believe five years, and um, he talks about mental toughness and like how to become mentally unstoppable and going from like a the elite to even like, making excellent people even better. And just an incredible, just just sharp guy. Like I love Tim Grover because he he's a results guy first and then like a business guy second so like he's learning business as he's going along and it's just so funny to see like how he's like i think he's in his 50s and just to see him like with the mute button like he'll be talking doesn't even realize the button the button's muted and then he's like looking and it's so funny but this guy he gets you results and um anyway fantastic program he's an og i was like this is how you could tell and he's an og he's literally sits like this like (laughs) You look at the screen the whole time, like with his head up, <laughs> with his head tilted back. My yeah, that's how my parents look at their phone. Like they yeah. put their head back and they look at their phone. That is so hilarious. Oh my god, yeah. But even that call he did when that you know whatever free call that he had, um, I was like, oh my god. He's like, you need to stop running from yourself. And I was like, oh okay, like this is gonna be really good. Like I even had to sit up because he's really OG, like how he talks to you. And I'm like, okay, like I got to really listen to what he's saying. And I did take notes and stuff. And I'm like, I wish I could do that program right now too, but with work and then I'm starting school and I'm just like, I can't get myself into that. I was really close to doing it, but I was like, I'll just wait. I, I, I need to slow down. Cause I'm telling you, if you, if you throw something at me and I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And I think that's, I think that's something that you have to have. Or what do you think you have to have in order for you to execute your goals? Like, what is the thing inside you that you say, like, if I didn't have that in me, I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing. You know, um, a big thing is, is curiosity. I've always, I've always been very curious. I've always wanted to learn like, well, in, in, in my adult life, I've always wanted to learn. Like I, I, growing up in middle school, high school, I just cared about video games and basketball and didn't really care too much about learning. But once I was an adult and I went, here's the thing, like when you become an adult, like you're like 19, 20 years old, 21, like you feel like you're a baby all over again. Cause you're like, I don't wait, hold on. Like, how come it feels like I just was born? Like, I don't know anything. (laughs) How come I have to like learn everything right now? And I was always curious and just always seeking out information. And when you learn something that you can directly apply to your life. It's like, whoa, that's amazing. Like I will live my whole life. I didn't know that. And like, it is 100% like applies to your life and it helps you get better. There's that. And then you go so far into that direction. Like you just go, you read the books, you listen to the, you listen to the books, listen to podcasts, you know, you, you, you pay for events. And this is, this is fantastic, fantastic things. And one thing that's very important alongside all of that is that making sure that you're taking action along the ways, you know, one thing that I wish that I did, you know, especially early on is when I, when I read my books and all this stuff, I wish I took a lot more action. I, and one thing I, I was thinking about the other day, I was thinking, 
Greg, like you actually did take action during that time. You were in sales, you were in Toastmasters, learning how to speak, like be a better public speaker. So it's not like you just listened and, and read the books and did nothing. You still were working on your communication skills. So at least give yourself that. And that's why I feel like I am pretty proficient at public speaking and, and, and that kind of stuff. But it can even get scary where you're like, you, you can take, you can get to the point where you're taking so much action to where now you have too much on your plate and you get, you take too much action or you make, you may take too much risk and you over, you overextend yourself on certain things. So it, it's like, now it gets a little crazy where it's like, all right, wait, what, what things haven't I implemented? What things haven't I worked on just yet? I'm not necessarily, I want to do this, but I'm not necessarily ready for that right now. That's a tough thing to do, especially if it's something that you really want to do. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky dance. It's just a question that I had because people ask me like, like, what, what do you do to feel how, how you feel or to be able to accomplish, you know, things that you've accomplished. And I don't know what to tell them. I'm just like, just do it, you know, back to that phrase. I just do it. If I feel like it's gonna, um, if it's gonna be good for me, my family, if it's gonna put me in a better position at work or something like that, I do it. And you wouldn't be able to live with yourself if you didn't do it, right? Exactly. And I think that's the part that bothers me. Like, no, I don't want to live saying that I didn't do what I wanted to do. Like a couple of years, I think I was still working um, with the department outreach. I went skydiving for one, uh, one of, I think it was that year for my birthday. And, uh, and my mom was telling me, you're crazy. My husband was like, oh, hell no. What the hell are you thinking? You're going to die. What if you die? <laughs> you have kids. Like all these things, like they kept throwing. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I did it. I, I, I did it. And you know how freaking badass I was? <laughs> I want to do it again. And my son, uh, my 15 year old, he's like, mom, I'm almost 18. We could go do it. I'm like, I'm down. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And yeah. it, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the thing here is it's like, it gets to the point where like, you can't live with yourself if you didn't do it. Cause if you don't do it, you just fester on it. And you just think about it. And you're like, Oh, I just want, I wish I did that. And like that feeling of regret is like eats you up. And I'm like, I have to do this. Like I, because like we have, like it's hard to maintain peace and balance in our minds. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and just when you understand more of yourself, where you, re- when you find out, when you come to this conclusion where you realize like success really is just like keeping my mind nice and clear. Like, I know that I, I keep my word. I know that like, I don't have to hide anything from anybody. I don't have to keep up any kind of lies. Like my mind is just peaceful. It's, it's a good, it's clear. It's a good headspace. And anything that can potentially disrupt that I got to make sure that I, I I get rid of those traps or I, I avoid them or or mitigate them as much as I possibly can and part of that is if I know I should go do something and I don't do it guess what now my mind is polluted with those thoughts of regret and like oh my god and just beating myself up not just in the moment but that can last for hours or even a couple of days and how much do I how long do I want to have that fester in my brain for it's a miserable experience to have that. And to, so I'm always just looking what is going to cause peace for me in my mind. And sometimes like I'll I'll give, I'll give a quick example today. I've been taking three minute cold showers for the last 11 months. I've been taking cold showers very consistently for the past, maybe 13, 14 months. 
And today I was in my nice warm shower and I felt just the nice hot water on my body and I'm feeling good. And I have my Timex watch and I time all my showers. So my showers are 11 minutes, right? I don't want to spend too much time, but I want enough thinking time in there. And I'm in there and I'm looking at my watch and there's like four minutes left, right? And at the three minute mark, I take my three minute cold shower and I'm just like today, like I, I really feel like today I could, I, I, I want to just basking this for a little bit longer, just a little bit more, just give yourself a little bit more today. And I, I'm usually very airtight. I've never like stopped my watch and give myself more time. I never do that. And then I was thinking, no, like, dude, it feels so good. Like you can't just go that you can't take that cold shower now. And then the time is going down. And I'm like, fuck, dude, you got to do it when it hits three minutes. Like you got to do it. I'm like, fuck. Oh, shit. And then like three minutes and five seconds come up and I just turn it cold and I'm like, fuck. I, I, and I'm in there. But then afterwards, like the whole time I'm just breathing and I'm being present and I'm like, good. You didn't negotiate with yourself because I know right now, if I, if I negotiated with that, if I, if I was like, oh, let me spend more time, I probably wouldn't feel so good. Like, uh, you know, I did, I did let myself up on that one thing. And if I let myself up on, on this one thing, I'm going to let myself off on more things. So understanding the ripple effect of that, that's the things that we do aren't just one-time instances. The things that we do are typically repetitive. So you, you, you quit once, guess what? It's going to make, it's going to be easier to quit the next time and even easier. So I always think like this action that I'm taking is not a standalone action. It's an action that is going to repeat in other areas that I'm not even aware of at this moment. And, you know, you're so crazy because I know you did a 4 a.m. plunge into oh, yeah. your pool. How did that feel? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I told myself the day before I'm going to go wake I wake up in the morning. I'm going to get in that pool and I didn't want to do it. And it was freezing. It was and I didn't jump in like really quick and then hop out. I walked into the pool step by step it was a slow it was a it was slow and torturous but you know afterwards here here's the thing like i don't like taking cold showers but i like having taken a cold shower like i don't like working out but i like having worked out so just always thinking about the the end results of it and feeling proud of myself because i'm going to take that if i can follow through on doing something as uncomfortable as as getting in the pool at 4 in the morning if I can do that difficult thing, well, guess what? When something shows up in my business where I have to do something difficult, my brain has already done something really difficult and challenging and I made myself do that. Well, guess what? Now in this instance, it's going to be easier for me to do that there because I've already trained my brain to do that specific thing. Yeah, it's crazy. When when I was watching the, the video, I'm like, oh my God, he's going so slow. Just go already. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I understood why you did that, you know, because you wanted to, you know, have you wanted to have the power to withstand with, 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 you know, the freaking cold. Um, I was watching uh, someone, someone on, I think it was the group that you introduced me for, the, the Can't Hurt Me group. Someone went into the water like that, I forgot to tell you, in Canada, and there was ice in the lake. And they literally just walked in there and they just, you know, all calm. And they stood there for, I believe, five or 10 minutes in the damn ice cold water. I'm like, that's something great we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> wow yo like i hear that and i'm just like i gotta do that like i feel like when, I, when you say that right now literally in my mind is like i gotta do that because when i see someone that can do something i'm like okay that it can be done and i can do it too and um to be able to stay calm 
during all that. That's like, that's like the hard part. Like I, even after my cold showers, I've been trying to really control myself to where once I turn off the water, I don't like shiver. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's done. I I'm trying to build this to where once I turn off that cold water, that's it. Like I just, I don't shiver or I don't shake my body off. I just go, all right, cool. Like, it's just like, it's nothing. And I, I'm still working on that. It, it, that's very challenging to do. It is because I'm barely at maybe like two minutes and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait to turn it off. And then I just turn it off. I'm like, okay, that's, I feel better. So I, I want to mentally get to the point where I'm at the same way, like turn it off. Okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to shiver. I'm not going to think about the coldness or nothing like that because at the end of the day, it is, um, it's all mentally, like you say. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, how, how do you recommend someone that wants to start cold showers to start? Because I remember when I started, I was like, 10 seconds, I'm done. <laughs> Five <laughs> seconds, I'm done. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I remember in the group meet, you were talking about that. Yeah, you know, uh, with cold showers, number one is you got with, with everything, really, you have to have a, a reason why you're doing it, right? Because if you don't have a reason why you're doing it, then I mean, you're You'll you, you do it for three seconds. <laughs> and you're like, fuck this. Like, off. <laughs> my my younger sister, she goes, she goes, uh, <laughs> she's like, yo, I tried taking a cold shower. I had it all for five seconds. And I was, I was like, nope, that's it. That I had enough. <laughs> that, so like for me, I I tie it to like, I, I'm always gonna have discomfort. And if I can remain calm in, in uncomfortable situations, then I'm going to have such a, a leg up and such an advantage in life because things are going to be uncomfortable. And if I can just keep a clear head during those times, like that, that's very powerful. That's a, that's a real trait of a leader or characteristic of a leader. But if you want to, if you want to start taking cold showers, I, I would say um, assign some meaning to it. First of all, like, Hey, you know what? I, I want to get better, like just mentally. Cause really the biggest difference between like there's people who have, like I have friends I went to high school with that had just so much, op so many more opportunities than I had just more connections and just didn't utilize it. But I just had that just a mental edge over them. And that's what really makes a difference between most people is like, are you stronger mentally? It's not a, it's not a game of skill. It's a game of, of perseverance, of endurance and if you can train your brain to be strong, you can accomplish what it is that you're looking to accomplish. Because no matter what path you take, they're all hard. Every single path you take are hard. And, it's, and you're never going to get to the point where you're at this perfect lifestyle. It's always going to be difficult. So um, assign meaning to it, number one. And then what I did is I started off slow. You know, I, I started taking 30, I saw I do a nice hot shower and then I did 30 seconds at the end cold. And that was tough. That was really challenging. I, I never forget. And then it took another girl that was part of the morning hustlers community. It's like, oh yeah, I'm taking one minute cold showers. And my mind was like, well, fuck, I'm taking one minute cold showers now. All right. And then I started taking one minute cold showers. I'm like, this is death. This sucks. Like, I do not have this. How are you doing this? I remember I messaged her. How are you doing this? This is so hard. And then I did that for a few months and, and, and it sucked the whole way through even during that time. And then. February 2020, I'm at the JIM and I'm working out. And I remember those, I was listening to this book, Own the Day, Own Your Life by a man named Aubrey Marcus. And he said, you got to take three minute cold showers every day. I'm like, what the fuck? Three minutes? What? I can barely, I have to triple the amount of time of, I'm, of me being in the shower, this cold shower. 
so I put it into the chat that we had, right, for the morning hustlers. And I was like, hey, like three-minute cold showers. And I remember, i never forget, this one guy challenged me. like, bro, three-minute cold showers isn't even that hard. I'm like, all right, bro. We're going to take three-minute cold showers then. And every single time you take a three-minute cold shower, you're going to put the number three in the chat. And I'm going to put a number three as well. And so we can hold each other accountable. And guess what? I just knew. I knew that all I have to do, I don't, I, I just knew, I just already knew. Cause I already built this muscle of following through what I said, I'm going to do. I said, I just have to just keep going. I know this person's going to lose steam. I know it. I was thinking in February, I was like, I'm going to do this all the way until November. I'm going to keep going. So guess what? This person's playing mind games with me. This person starts putting seven, 11, 20, right? Like this person is putting in big numbers of cold showers, right? Like, Oh, 20, 15, trying to get into my head. Right. And I just was like, uh, this person trying to get me to take four minute cold showers, six minute. I'm like, I'm not falling for that. I'm not about taking just a bunch of action right away. I'm about taking sustained action. I'm just going to keep going. You're going to burn out. You can take those 20 minute cold showers, bro. <laughs> You're going to give up eventually. You're not going to do this like how I'm going to do this. And here we, here we are 11 months later. I don't know when that person quit doing them, but I'm still doing them. And um, anyway. Just that's just to answer your question. How do you get started with taking cold showers? Uh, not easy. Ne ne I never every single shower. I actually dread taking showers now, which kind of sucks, but it's OK. Like every single time I'm like, uh, oh, I got to take my cold shower. Sometimes I get a little excited. But when you're in that warmth and you feel all of your body feels so warm, you don't want to take a cold shower. I never feel in the mood to take a cold shower, but I do it. Yeah, I think the, the farthest I've gone is two minutes because I'm like, oh, I can't no more. And you know, for me, that's a lot because remember I, I started like at two seconds yeah. <laughs> and then like five seconds. Yeah. So I'm actually proud where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I need to bump it up. But now that I'm working out twice a day, it, it takes a toll on my body. So I'm like, I just want to relax in the warm water for a little bit because it does, it does feel better. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what Kobe Bryant would do? He would do four minutes of cold, three minutes of hot, Three minutes of cold, three minutes of hot, two minutes of cold, two minutes of hot, one minute of cold, one minute of hot. Like he'd take like these 19 minute cold showers after his or 19 minute showers after games. So it's very important to mix up the hot and the cold. For him. Yeah, I try to, especially now that, you know, I am working out a lot, but it is just I can't pass the two. I don't know why <laughs> I'm like, no, I can just that. <laughs> So I can't believe that guy, whoever it was that was doing like 20 or whatever. What were you doing? Diving into a cold pool and staying there? Because <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's too much. That, that's, I can't. For some reason, I just can't. Um, and it's funny that you, that you brought up the group me, uh, how you started. How did you start Morning Hustlers? Yo, I, I actually really love this story because, and I hope you guys love it too, because you know, for, for a very long time, I'd go to personal development events and I would struggle. Like I would listen to podcasts and I'd listen and, I, and then I'd come home and I would, I would be fired up for a little bit, but then I couldn't get myself to keep taking action. And I would talk about personal development to people, but like people would like glaze their eyes over. They wouldn't like really be listening or paying attention. Like no one was as excited about this growth as I was. And I, I, you know, Tony Robbins said this, you know, you're the, you know, Tony Robbins got this from his mentor, Jim Rohn, that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But what a lot of people don't know is that 
one of the Stoic philosophers, Epictetus, who was a mentor of some sort, like through books to Marcus Aurelius, who was, a, we're getting a little bit of history, history here, guys. So please stay with me here. Uh, Marcus Aurelius was the first philosopher, Roman emperor, one of the greatest Roman emperors of all time, right? And he was a, he was, he subscribed to Stoic philosophy and Epictetus was a mentor to Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius read Epictetus's books. I digress. Epictetus said something similar to you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with 2000 years ago. My business partner, she has a saying, which I love. She says, she hasn't said it in a while, but it's always stuck with me. And she said, old is gold. If there's been a concept that was said 2000 years ago and it still applies today, that means that that concept lived for 2000 years and nobody's been able to debunk it. Because right now we, we hear these fads and fads come and go like, oh, the Atkins diet is the way to go. And then where's Atkins now, right? Or this, this specific diet, then that, that falls down, right? But what if you said, oh, Atkins diet, but what if Atkins diet was like reliable for 2000 years? Then you're like, oh, there's really something to that. So really listen to those things that are said. Anyway, point is I struggled with finding people who are like me and who also invested in themselves in reading books. And I would go to meetup.com and I would search up groups. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of groups that I found like Toastmasters or improv, I kept meeting people who were way older than me, which is okay. But I wanted people who are on my age. I wanted to hang out with people and go on this journey together. So one thing that I, a big, big, big love of mine is hot yoga. I love hot yoga. And hot yoga for those, those that don't know, it's yoga in a room that's like 90, five 100 degrees so it's hot as hell in there and it's like it's intense it is intense and i remember in, in yoga there's a the last pose that you're in is called shavasana also known as corpse pose we're just on your back you're lying down you're you know you meditate for like five minutes and i'll never forget i was in corpse pose one day and i remember thinking with great intensity where can i find people that are like me where can I find people who also work hard, who also like to read books, who also invest in themselves? Where can I find these people? And then my mind immediately goes to meetup, right? Meetup.com. And I was like, oh, I can go to meetup. I'm like, no, Greg, you've gone on meetup like seven or eight times and you can't find anything local to you. And everything that you're trying to find is like an hour away. And I don't want to go an hour away every single time I want to go meet these people. And then I remember my brain goes, why don't you start your own group? And for like a half second, I was like, no, no. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Why, why don't I just start my own group? Why? Don't, yeah, I should start my own group. And I remember like the bill, like the empowerment, like, wait, wait, wait. Then what would I do? How would I have that? And I was like, oh, you know what? I know some people that are hard workers. What if we get together once a week and have an accountability call and then I can introduce them to each other. We all grow together. I said, yes. Awesome. So I put together this group. And it, we met once a week, but the, the group wasn't very successful uh, in terms of like the accountability portion. I remember like so people would show up and then like they would leave before it was their turn to share. Like, what, bro, you haven't even shared what you were going to do. Like, why did you leave? Or like people like, oh, like, I can't make it this week, bro. Like, I got like, bro, we meet once a week. Like, this is your goals we're talking about. What's more important than your goals, bro? Like, so then I remember I went to this event. And it was a California Associations of Realtors event. There's a man on stage. His name is Sharon Srivatsa. And he had a call that he does every single day at 5 a.m. And I remember thinking, 
oh man, like I would love to join that because I've I've tried several times in my life to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I just never able to stay consistent with that and follow through. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the next day I, I go on his website, I, I, I opt in and I get the, the phone number to call in. I call in and then the call was like three minutes. And then I was like, uh, okay, I can still miss this though. It's I, I can so easily miss this. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to create my own group and I'm going to do it every single day. And if I'm the leader, I can never miss. I can, everybody's always going to be expecting me to be there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to put together a group of people and we're going to meet up every single day. So I put it on my Instagram and 20 people said, yeah, I'll, I'll wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Like, let's do it. At eight people show up, you being one of them, shout outs, shout outs to you, Rosa. Yo, that, incredible. I'm like, man, day one, literally day one. And I'm like, look at where we're at here 15 months later. Isn't that crazy? So 30 days later, I go to a business conference and then I, there's a whole story to that. It's crazy. But my business partner ends up reaching out to me and we get on each other's podcast. And then my business partner starts joining my call and it's, she lives in London and it is 1 PM her time. And I'm thinking, why are you showing up here? It's five o'clock in the morning here and it's 1 p.m. your time. Why are you here? And she'd, she'd always come on the call. like, oh, this is my lunchtime accountability call. Like that's a terrible British accent, by the way. But she's like, this is my lunchtime accountability. I'm like, okay. And then she started sharing it with her friends in London. And the next thing you know, I had like three or four people in London. And then like there was this African kid who was like 13 years old at the time. He started showing up and I'm like, we have this kid from Africa in this call here too. And then next thing you know, it's like, then we have people from Norway. I'm like, what the hell? Why are you guys showing up? It's not even five o'clock in the morning, your time. And then, I, and then I just let go like, wow, this is, this is not just a call for five o'clock in the morning, Pacific standard time. And then it just grew. And then now I have people in Australia, Japan, you know, Germany, Norway, um, Africa, yeah, man, Canada, it's amazing. And it's, it still almost feels like it hasn't even hit me yet. Like how amazing it is that people from literally all around the world come show up on this call to have that sense of community, no matter what time zone it is. And, and we talk about living a better life for 15, 30 minutes a day. I love it. And I, I love just watching you just go, just tell us the story because it did come up from nothing, you know? Um, and just, I even tell my kids, like, I have to wake up for my call. And they're like, mom, why are you waking up so early for that call? And this and that. I'm like, you know, I talk to people from all over the world. No, you don't. You just talk to people from California. I'm like, no, there's people all over the world from there. There's people from London. You know, I started naming, they're like, what do you guys do? Like, what, why, why do you guys show up? And, and then I just start telling him, you know, it just sets the tone, but just to see where it started, me witnessing it being there since day one, like you said, me witnessing how, how it expanded like that fast. I was like, Oh my God. Cause at times there was only like maybe three or four people on the call. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, 20, 30, 40, I'm like, where are all these people coming from? But it's so inspiring and so amazing that they want, they want, you know, to not only hear you, but they want you to set their tone to the day. How does that feel for you? How does it feel to have people from all of the world have you set the tone for their day, no matter what time it is on their end? How does it feel for you? Man, it, it's... <laughs> 
uh, I'm getting a little emotional right here because it, it, it really is, it's really incredible because people say the morning hustler is like changed, changed my life, changed my life. And, and because for me, it changed my life. <laughs> like, but the cool thing is it changed all of our lives together. And the cool thing, like the best thing is, it's like friendships are being made. People are like really, like lives are really transforming. And on a, on a scale bigger than I even think so right now, because you talking about, I didn't know about you talking about it with your kids. And now your kids are like even thinking like, oh, that's interesting. And it's, man, it's really the most meaningful thing. I, I remember when I was working in sales, my first sales job, and I remember I, I was very shy and very unconfident. And I remember I sat next to my first mentor, Greg, and he worked with Tony Robbins at one point, millionaire in the nineties. And I remember I, I've, I've always wanted to speak on stages and he would always cheer me on. And I remember I wanted to, I've always said, I always want to change the lives of millions of people. And you know, that, that changes as I go along. And I don't, I don't know how, how much I'm going to blow up and how many people I'm actually going to help. But uh, the point is, it's like, I'm literally right now in this moment, as I speak to you living my dream right now, like I'm living it. And that is something crazy to say. And that's why I feel like, I feel like I, when I said this earlier, I feel like I've already lived a lifetime because a lot of people don't get to experience this where they can literally say the words and have it be true say the words, I am living my dream right now. And I feel like if I died, I've already did what I wanted to do. And everything that I'm doing moving forward is a cherry on top. And it really feels great to, to see the kind of impact that you have and to see the amount of value that you're able to give to other people and to see how you, how some, a, a decision I made one day in hot yoga literally is changing people's lives from all over the world. I would have never guessed that that would have happened that I had no friend, international friends when I, when I did that now, like, like 90% of my friends are international. Wow. That's a fantastic question. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I've always wanted to ask you that because you, morning hustler has changed my life. And I've told you that many times, but just to see how it's changed the life of the other people around the world and just how humble you are. Like, right now you're almost crying like I believe in you that much they believe in you that much that we have to have here we have to hear you in the morning or whatever time zone it is to to set the tone for the day because that's how relentless and that's how amazing you are even at times when you're like well I don't have you know much to say or much to talk about but even when you re-talk about something that you talked about like Recently, you were, you were saying to reach out to someone that you haven't reached out to, you know, and just to think about that again, it's like, dang it, I do have to reach out to people that I haven't reached out to lately that I care about. And just you reminding us constantly and stuff like that. Like, I don't understand that you understand the impact that you have on morning hustlers. That's that's how I could be. That's how I can put it. I don't think you understand that. And just you crying and being so humble and thanking me for asking you that question is like, no, we should be thanking you because you've done so many things for us. Even if um, you just implement it, like you just say, like, for instance, the cold showers, for instance, 
contacting someone we haven't spoke to, or even how your day was, there's always an area of growth with you. And that's what I've always, always, always try to stay consistent on my calls, because there's always an area of growth where I didn't think about it that certain way, or if I'm having a bad day, and I listen to, for example, uh, on Wednesdays, we do, um, what, what do you call it again? Yeah, Wednesday, like W-I-N-S instead of, yeah, so it's like we celebrate our wins that day. Exactly. You celebrate our wins that day. And just to hear other people's wins, and even if they're small, like I think the other day I said, oh, I got all A's. And everybody's like, oh, my God, congratulations, Rosa. I'm like, whoa, like, thank you. Like, it feels good to get that acknowledgement just for that quick second, because then it makes you feel good throughout the day. And it makes you share that goodness throughout the day with people that you, you you're with and with me it's mainly my kids and my mom or something but other than that I mean if I didn't sign up for this call like I've told you many times I don't know if I would have implemented the habit of waking up early and going to the gym and you know bettering myself that that that's really incredible to hear you know um big big thing big values for me is doing what's right growing, get the most you possibly can out of your life. And also making sure you let other people know that you're there, you care for them and just, just touch on. And I think someone can take this. And I love just being able to give value and like, look at, I want you to think about this for those of you who are listening out there right now. I want you to today, right now, I don't say maybe right now, if, if you want right now, probably I would do this right now. Actually, as a matter of fact, as you listen to this, pull out your phone and reach out to someone you haven't reached out to in a while. And just check up on them. Hey, thinking about you, love you, miss you. Or what I like to do is I like to send videos. I pull up my phone and I'll say, hey, blank, thinking about you. Hope you're doing all right. Please let me know if you need anything. But hey, I'm just thinking about you. I hope you make it a great day. And you got to think about who who sends those kind of messages. Like when's the last time you received something like that? Like nobody does that. And the truth is, if you want to obtain anything, you want to get be extremely successful in life, whatever it is, you're going to need to have other people around you and have the network of other people. So when you can, when you can get where, where we have your cell, I call it the cell phone test, where if someone calls you, you look at your phone and you know, that person's going to answer. That's where you want to be. And you do that by reaching out consistently and just checking in on people. You never want to get to the point where someone looks at the phone and they're like, Oh, what they, what do they want? And they hit that side button to, to, to like, Oh, hopefully they leave a voicemail and you might text them 30 minutes later, an hour later. Hey, what's going on? Like, I'm sorry, I missed your call. You had your phone in your hand. We all do that by the way. Right? Like there's no mystery. Like if it goes to, if it brings always to voicemail, like, man, this motherfucker probably has a phone in their hand right now. Anyway. Um, you know, I, I love, I just want to say thank you for that. Uh, I'm glad that cause there's often times where I, cause my life is just, I'm, I'm, doing what I'm doing. And I'm just like, I don't really know what I'm gonna say. I'm just going to just tell a story about my day and where I messed up and how I can make that better. And a win for the day where even just yesterday, I was with my family and I was with my family. When I say when I was with my family, I was giving them eye contact. I was listening to them. I was joking with them. And with, and just as I'm listening to them, I just like, I'm literally just trying to send love through my, through my being. And just like, letting them know like through my eyes like i love you i'm here and even just that little thing it, it can be so impactful and so powerful because people want to be appreciated people want to be loved and when you can do that like 
that makes such a huge difference for them. And like, it, 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 man, um, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking, even if I gave a lot to a bunch of people, if I just gave, 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 gave and helped out and let's say, let's say I never got anything in return. And let's say I, I, you know, I died and never got anything in return. Well, at least at the very end of my life, I can say that like people can say that, wow, Greg was a very giving human being. And for me, that's worth it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's why me and you, you know, became friends because we're givers. I'm a, such a big giver and people, they always want to talk shit and tell me like, oh my God, you give, you give your, you give yourself too much to people that don't, that don't need it or don't deserve you. But I don't look at it that way. I look at it as, you know, it's funny because Tony Robbins has a saying, uh, living is giving or how does it go? Uh, the secret to living is giving. See, and, I, and when he said that, I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not crazy, you know, yeah. and I think it's because I also saw my mom when, you know, going what she went through, people gave her stuff and she's 100 percent still to this day, still a giver. She gives, you know, whatever she can, she gives. She If it can be money, if it can be time, if it can, if you need anything, she's there. So it's just crazy that you said that about giving but even going back to what you said about you know pull out your phone and, and record a, a video message or whatever you had sent me one for christmas only i didn't see it two days after because it was i think it was emailed yeah uh-huh. but just receiving that and, and and i'm like oh my god like it does make you feel good that people you that you do consider your friends or care about do something like that and it's i don't know if it if it's um like society right now that it, they don't really care about showing that much, that much empathy or that much um, love um, because even if like, say I try to show it to someone, they're like, what? Like they're looking at me like, what do you mean you love me? Or if I text my brother, he's, he, he's one of those people that he will have his damn phone on his hand and he will text me back. <laughs> like, I know you have your phone in your hand, just text me back. But yeah. he'll 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 text me back later and he'll he'll say I love you too or something like that. But it does make uh, I think us as humans as human beings, it does make us feel good about ourselves and and think like oh there's people that care about me you know even even though if it's just a simple hello how are you doing a, a simple video, so just by you saying to to do that and and you know you told the listeners right now like if you have time reach out to someone and I think it just it speaks volumes of its own because you're going to make that other person feel really good about themselves. Oh yeah. Love is so important. You know, it's, it's so, so important. Like you, like you need so much love as a kid. A kid needs to know that, you know, needs so much love and and they're cared for and they're appreciated. And as an adult, you know, like we need that just as much as well. We're all human beings and we all speak the language of emotion and we all like share love and like um, every single one of us wants to be appreciated. Every single one of us wants to feel important. And if you can just really take some time really quick and just say, hey, hey, like, here's what I really appreciate about you. Like, and you really say some genuine things. Like, I love the fact that you're, you're a hard worker and that no matter what you, you make something, you make something happen and you don't give up. And the fact that it's like, yeah, it gets tough, but you, you just don't roll over. And just saying these specific things about a, a kind of person and saying their name, they really like, they feel that connection. They're just like, oh my God, it, it can make someone's day. It can make someone, someone so happy for, for a few days. You know, I have a, 
have a buddy who's really made a really big impact for me in my life. And uh, this individual is currently going through a divorce right now. And it's a really tough divorce. And I just check in. I just say, hey, man, uh, how's everything going? Like, how are you doing during the divorce? And you know what's, you know what's interesting? And I want to I talk about that really quick. Like, I mentioned the divorce. I say, how, is, how are you going through the divorce? And you know what he said? He said, yo, you have no idea how much that meant to me. You know, like, nobody, like, when I talk to people, they just pretend like I'm not going through this. They don't mention it. They're afraid to bring it up. But the fact that you bring it up, like, I just want to say thank you so much, man. And thanks for reaching out to me. And uh, I mean, the guy is, is an amazing guy, like really had a, a profound impact for me in my life. Um, I met him like uh, at an event one time, just, and we only met one time and we just been, we just text like every month or every two months, like just checking in. But just, just even that, you know, like he was happy for, he was so ecstatic that I mentioned that I was so happy. And that made me feel good too. Like that sense of connection, it's really everything. And I also think that's why people like the morning hustlers is because they get that feeling of connection. They get like, oh, I'm with other people who, who are like me and they get to be appreciated and they get to be seen. And it's, uh, there, there's no substitute for love. And it's very, very important. Everybody needs to feel that kind of thing. And it's crazy that you said that you're talking. Oh, sorry. I got loud here. It's crazy that you're talking about, um, your friend going through divorce because there's a lot of a lot of people that coming out of 2020 <laughs> give me a minute yeah so in the meantime while rosa is <laughs> uh, okay i'm back <laughs> sorry his his um kendall shut down whatever um but it's very important um I think to look for someone that's going to care like that, because coming out of 2020, a lot of even a lot of people that I've known are going through a lot of struggles, whether it be relationship wise, work wise, um, just because 2020 was a bad year. I don't like to uh, focus on negative. Like I said earlier, I like to just think about, you know, the positive and the positive things that it brought me. And it made 2020 for me made me feel so uncomfortable, like so uncomfortable like I went through so much crap but like I said I can't focus on the negative I think back and I'm like okay I started my my weight loss journey I started um looking back going back into school because I was already out of school I was looking into bettering myself with personal development I it made me focus put my focus somewhere else and I think that's I think that's what we all need to do if we want to you know, go back and um, witness what 2020 brought us. But we also need to have that. I don't know if it's for me, it was my mom, but like friends there for you. My sister was there for me, but you need to have that network as well. That's going to be for you, be there for you and support you every way. Because like you said, your friend was like, oh, my God, you said divorce. A lot of people, mainly family will avoid it. Like they won't ask you they won't ask you the real down and dirty of how you're doing. They'll just be like, oh, I hope you're okay. But they won't ask you, like you said, like that guy said, he, they didn't ask him. They didn't tell him anything about the divorce. They just avoided it. And I think that's that hurts people more than you facing it right on. Yeah, you, you got to call it out. I mean, because it's uncomfortable. But again, it's like, yeah, because I took that extra little step, because I can say, hey, bro, how are you doing? You, you're all right. We know what we're talking about. But by me saying like, hey, like I understand you're going through this specific thing. Now it's just like, now I break through a little bit more. And he's like, yeah, I'm 
Because if you say, oh, yeah, everything's okay. And we both know in the back of our mind, like what, what I'm referring to, it just hits even deeper when you can be like, listen, I know this is uncomfortable, but like, I'm here for you and I'm reaching out to you because of this specific thing. And like, how are you doing with this? And it's just like, yeah, people want to be listened. Cause, cause another thing is like, this is something that I deal with too, is like even almost feeling like you can be a burden to people. And especially if you're going through a divorce or something like that. You, you can be burdensome, like, oh, it's, it's really rough. And, you know, sometimes people don't want to kind of talk about that. They want to talk about things that are lighter. So like um, when you can let people know and show them like, no, you're, you're not burdening me. Like I'm, I'm here for you and I understand what you're going through. And like, if you need to talk about that, like, let's talk about that. And, you know, um, and I do that because I genuinely want to do that. Not, and not necessarily because like, oh, one day he's going to be there for me. Like, no, 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 no. Like I fucking, I love this person. Like that's a human being. And I can't be that with everybody, right? I can't just love everybody. There's a select amount. Of, there's only a few, there's a few people that I can really like bring in because just loving and trusting everybody, that's, that, that's pretty, that's pretty dangerous. You can't just do that with everybody. But with the right people, the people that are in your circle that have been there for a while and you have built that relationship. Yeah. Like, be there 100% for those people. I'm not saying going out there and do that for everybody because you don't have time to do that, nor does it make sense for you to do that because you know sometimes you're not compatible with everybody and it doesn't make sense for you to do that kind of thing. And even when you're selective with the people you hang out with, guess what? It makes the people they hang out with feel even more special when they know like, no, I don't allow these, these other people, these kind of people in my life or like the kind of relationship I have with you is exclusively with you. That makes it feel like, wow, like, Man, like it makes them feel more special. Anyway, I'm very, very passionate about relationships and and this kind of stuff as well. No, it does because and and I could tell how you you're, you're really passionate about it. But it does. It makes uh, it's funny. Let me just go back a little bit. It's funny because now that I'm working from home, I'm home all the time with my kids. <laughs> you're saying you're the five people that I was saying around with. It's mainly my kids right now. But when I'm on the, on the call and I hear everybody else and, and just just how you talk and then you gave the story of your day or whatever, it makes me feel right now, at least in my life, that you guys are like the five average people that I hang out with. Because even though if it's a quick call, it there's so much knowledge. There's so much that you that everybody brings to the table, even before the call, when you guys are talking, I'm, I'm trying to listen. I'm like, oh, they're, they're talking about this or it's still a takeaway no matter what. And I think it's just important, like you said, that you have that group of people that you can connect with because at the end of the day, you know, it, we, we're in need of that. Even if it's the, the little five, well, 10, 15 minutes that we talk, it makes my day a little bit more smoother, even with my kids and, and even with work. It's funny because yesterday I, I did a podcast where I was literally at work with a phone, a student on the phone. And my, my baby started crying like right now. And the lady's like, oh, it's okay, honey. I'll call you back. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm at work. <laughs> I have to take care of you. Don't worry about my son. But it was something about how she couldn't get into her account. And, I'm, and all of a sudden, my mind just went blank. I'm like, wait, how the hell do I help her get into her yeah. account? It was a hot mess. But I, it's, I think it's just because I'm like, I'm at home. I'm working. I have the kids. There's just a lot going on. But I, I mean, you're so passionate at what you do. I, I'm pretty sure that, and I know I've always told you that you and even Yasmina, your business partner, are going to be, you guys are going to 
take over the freaking world. You guys are taking over the world right now, even through calls. Um, and I'm just so proud of you and Yasmina. And I, I like you, you both don't understand how much you guys have changed the lives of us. Cause I know Yasmina does her own thing too on the, in the UK. And she is just an extraordinary freaking woman. She is going to take over the damn world. Oh yeah. I mean, without a doubt, like one of my favorite human beings on, on the planet, like a lot, like love her to death. Like it, like she, she, <laughs> there's no really words. Like, I, like Yasmina is just an incredible fucking human being. Uh, one of my favorite human beings. Um, one thing that I really, really, really appreciate about her is that like, I can, we can be so real with each other. We can be so open and honest with each other. And like, um, it's a very beautiful relationship. Cause like we were, we were even talking about this recently. We were saying that in 2020, we were like the best things to happen to each other. Like she said, you're like, she's like, you're the best thing to happen to me in 2020. And I'm like, you know, that, that's actually very accurate. Like you're the best thing to happen to me in 2020 as well. And it's, it's amazing when you have this mutual feeling with somebody and it's moving in an upward direction and I, I'm just extremely lucky to have found her and met her so early on in our lives and to think you know granted something crazy doesn't happen in terms of you know life or like whatever you know uh, hopefully, you know, you doing this, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, or, you know, 50 years from now, like still doing amazing things together and still being there for each other. And, and, you know, we're, of course we're gonna meet some other people and another shit, but like, like she is like a fucking rock in my life and I do anything to help her succeed. I do. Like she go, she comes before this, anybody that's not in my family. Yeah, and I can see that. And you guys just with that bond, it's and you guys are so young. You guys are gonna do amazing things. And she's so damn smart. Like, I don't know how many languages she speaks. And I'm like, if I could, if I could learn another language thing, that'd be something. Which I that's on my one of my goals. Um, I want to learn the languages that I got from my ancestry DNA, which is uh, I think it was Italian, Portuguese. And I think it was France. I don't remember. Because remember, I told you they switched it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The update, right? Yo, yeah. you, were, you were 1% Europe Jew. Then, now, then all of a sudden, you're not. Dude, For like five, scary. six months. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. I hope that doesn't happen to me. Like, I want to stay Jew till I die. Oh, my God. And I got so much crap. Like, oh, you're a Jew. I'm like, I actually like that. <laughs> I love that about like uh, when we got the results, I was like, bro, I don't care about all this other stuff. I Irish, all that. I don't care. I'm 1% Europe Jew. Like I, <laughs> yes, we made it, baby. You should check it because I don't know. If <laughs> wow, man, that'd be devastating. That'd be, de that'd be no. devastating. Oh my God. No, it, it's just, it's crazy. She's amazing. She's, she's an amazing woman and she's also young. And I'm just like, damn, you guys blow my mind all the damn time. Cause you guys are so young. You guys have, like you said, Rick, I hope nothing, you know, life comes down or whatever, because you guys will freaking do some amazing things, especially her being so smart and you being so like, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, that, that's really what it is. It's like, she's literally the brains of everything. Like she's like so fucking smart. Um, like she's like, I'm like the horse. She's the jockey. Uh, I am 
I'm like a, like just this huge ass flow of water, but she's the canal that controls the water and dictates where the water goes. Like I'm the head, but she's the neck. Like she helps the movement of the head and in the direction of where things go. Like, yeah, it's. I'm telling you, I, I you have no words. I have no words to explain yourself because, like I tell you, she's so smart, and you you being having that mentality, just do it. And how you guys are both business partners, I'm like, damn, you guys are gonna do some amazing things. Like, just you guys are already doing amazing things right now. Yo, so, yo. but I mean. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Where can my listeners find you, Greg? Well, hey, you know, I, I put something together, uh, something really awesome uh, for those who uh, want to follow through with what they say they're going to do. And maybe you find yourself inconsistent with your word or inconsistent with your actions. Maybe it's tough for you to finally start taking massive action. It's hard for you to move your feet. Well, one thing that's going to be very important is like, you know, I, I work with no motivation. And it's not easy, but I get it done. And literally every single thing that I want to do every day, I do it. Like literally every single thing. It's, it's really incredible. It's a, it's a great place to be. So I put together a gift for you guys. If, if, you, if you want, you can go to morninghustlers.com forward slash gift. I put together a course on the foundations of discipline. And it's a, I'm going to sell it eventually for $497, but you can have it right now for free. Just go there. Uh, go through it. It's a phenomenal course and it'll help you starting to take action and moving into the right direction. So again, that's morninghustlers.com forward slash gift. All right. Anything else you would like to say, Greg? I just want to say, you know, you, you have, you have one shot at this, you have one life and what, what's important is you define your success. You got to think about when you're, later in your life, you're 80, you're 90 years old, and all the time has passed by, what would like, think about what would you have wished you tried? What would you have wished you've done? And think about that because the, the chat, the chances of you actually living that where you, um, like most people die, never having to take in any kind of action towards your dream. And that can be very possible for you too. It's a scary thought. And that's a good thing. Utilize that fear to have it push you into the right direction and just take little actions. It doesn't have to be these big, crazy actions. It can be small, little things, just very, very small things that just taken over time that make a big difference for you in the long run. But understand you only have one life to live and you can live the life that you want to live. If you start today, today, don't, Put it off till tomorrow. I want to start these things tomorrow. Like literally, what's the one thing you want to do? Just even if it's a small thing, we want to be a writer. Hey, write for five minutes today. You might think that's not enough. It's better than zero, what you've been doing, right? So some action is always better than none. Visualize what you want your life to look like. And let's start moving forward to that direction. Thank you for having me, Rosa. I really appreciate you having me here. And thank you so much for being on my podcast. Maybe on my next one, you and Yasmina could be on it. Oh, yo, that'd be amazing. I would <laughs> right? love to do that. That'd be so much fun. I hope that I'll, I'll contact her and I hope that we could get together and do it. But thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yeah. All right. Awesome. See you guys. Bye.